0: Welcome to Talking Health Tech. My name is Peter Birch and this is a podcast of conversations with doctors, developers and decision makers that are playing in the Australian health tech scene today. Joining me today is Anshul Dale. Anshul is a technical leader passionate about using immersive technology to build innovative products. He's co-founder and CEO of Neuro Immersive, a virtual reality startup making stroke and brain rehabilitation more fun. He joins me in the studio, not in virtual reality but buddy in 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 real reality. Anshul, how you doing? Good, good. Um
1: thanks for having me and um just hi to everyone who's listening. Um so yeah, it's a, it's a great opportunity to be part of this podcast.
0: Excellent. I appreciate yeah. it. It's uh it's early on in the, in the in the career. It's almost like I need to do the pitching to you first to come on, so I appreciate <laughs> you being the uh one of the the early guys. Um look, tell me a little bit more about about you and and, and your background and what you do.
1: Yeah, so um so I come from, um, so, you know, this is a medical uh, podcast, so I should should sort of put a bit of context here, you know. Uh, so I don't, I'm not a medical person. I don't, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not a qualified physician or, you know, any of those. Uh, I come from a completely separate industry. So I used to work in um, uh, the entertainment industry. I worked in that industry for 10 years. I was in technical roles. So we used to do these big-budget um, big, big budget visual effects for Hollywood productions. Um, and, uh, you know, I had the privilege of being in this goes back a few years but 2006 if you remember there was a big aussie production happy feat
0: of course i've, I've got three kids yes yeah, so, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I do i remember well
1: yes yeah, so i was part of that team and you know that's we had awesome. the we had the honor of winning the academy award so that that feature was um for that year was the best uh, animated feature so yeah, you wow. know it was a it was right. quite a quite an honor yeah. um so yeah that's that's in in brief that's my background and you know um so i was in an industry so i so virtual reality um, seemed like it was a it was a good sort of transition from working in that industry. I the, had uh, the technical skills and understanding VR is you know the one one of the great things about VR is um, it goes beyond your you know the traditional industries like gaming and entertainment. So it's mm-hmm. it's got applications across medicine you know mm-hmm. he- health, uh, enterprise. So it, that's one of the the great things about VR. So you can you know you can prol- you can Solve real problems using the the immersive tech.
0: And when we yeah. talk virtual reality, just so people are, are really clear, it's it's putting on the headset and being being in amongst.
1: That's correct. So um, yeah, so there's a distinction between. As if if um, any anyone in the audience, he might know. VR and there's there's also a concept called augmented reality, which mm. is which is AR. So the, the key difference is VR is you're completely immersed in in the world. So it's a artificial world. It's a virtual world. Mm. Uh, augmented reality is somewhat different in the sense that you are overlaying a, a sort of like a layer of artificial artificial elements on top of the real world. Right. So you will see things uh, digital things on top of your you know where you're sitting, for example. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a key difference. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um so you've you, looking at your your profile, you've got a few different projects under your belt, um, but this seems to be the your first real foray into health. Um, how did you how did you wind up here and, and doing Neus?
1: Sure, um, so very um interesting so this uh, this story goes back roughly about two years ago. so so as I said, like I was in that entertainment industry and mm-hmm. um, so I was heading up um, a, t- a virtual reality team. At one of the smaller um, uh, studios, uh, they were like a uh, post-production studio in in Walsh Bay, in Sydney. And um, so they were looking to get into virtual reality, and I was the person who was leading the team. And uh, unfortunately, that studio kind of, um, you know, they read, essentially went out of business. And so I had a friend who's who's my um, co-founder in Immersive, uh, Oliver. So he had a studio space in in the inner west. Um, uh, part of Sydney and we sort of got together for a coffee and he said you know um, look I think you've you've got the skills to why don't we start like our own sort of agency and we can approach um, you know enterprise clients like uh, the consulting firms and see if we can sell our services and as it turns out you know that that was a good um, good decision the first client we landed was KPMG uh, when we started the studio so it was a pretty uh, pretty big step up you know in Mm -hmm. a short space of time Mm
0: -hmm. So, 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 Neuro immersive. What, what, what? Actually, is it?
1: Yeah. So, Neuro immersive um, is a is a is a startup. So, what we're doing is we're making um, stroke rehabilitation more fun and engaging using VR. So, that's, that's the underlying product. Um, so, I should also say, like, why we're we doing this. You know, mm. why? Why is there a need of uh, need for using VR in, yeah. in stroke rehab? Um, so, when you look at um, rehabilitation industry as um, in general, the, the You know, you compare that to other sort of health sectors. You know, the advancements in rehab is one of the very few industry, uh, health industries that the advancement hasn't happened much in the last 30, 40 years. You know, the techniques, uh, the rehab uh, techniques and methodologies that existed 40 years are still in practice. Hmm. And you speak to uh, physiotherapists and occupational therapists, you know, they're the key uh, professional um, sort of, Qualifications in in this industry, mm-hmm. and they feel like they they they've been using the same tech for the last 30, 40 years, mm. uh, and and the problem one of the problems with this um, technology is you know it tends to be vast majority of the solutions we get nowadays or currently in practice are really boring and repetitive. Right. So when we when we talk about engagement, you know people with um, you know brain injuries, it's it's a very uh, emotional you know it's a very emotional event. You know, it can change your life mm. if you have a stroke or you suffer a brain injury, a spinal cord injury. It's you know, it's uh, it could be um, it could be life changing. You could you could change the way you do things. You could lose the ability to do things like you know, getting up and brushing your teeth in the morning, mm. things like that. So it has a very uh, emotional impact on people, and the last thing they want to think about is doing boring exercises to regain that function. And that's where. Neuroimmersive immersive is, is providing a solution where we engage, we, we have a solution that can engage people and make them, you know, it makes it fun. You know, they feel immersed and they feel like they're doing things that they can relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. that's, that's you know,
0: that's our purpose. Okay. Yeah. And so you mentioned you don't come from a health background. You're, you're the... the for want of a better term, technical brains or some of the technical brains that that, that bring this together. You've got um, a co-founder who does have a health background, though. What t- tell us more about your um, about your co-founder and, and also just your health experience generally. Yeah,
1: sure. Um, so uh, my co-founder is um, the one with the physiotherapy and the exercise physiology background. His name is um, Rowan Orvali, and his work um, and I would say like you know without sort of uh, being too um, um, you know, to p- 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 not sounding like I'm bragging about him, but he's you know, in, in all modesty, he's he's one of the the pioneers of um, using VR for uh, for rehab in Australia. Like his work has been featured in you know, like ABC Catalyst, and recently we were on Channel Nine. Okay. Um, so you know, so some of the things he's um, he's done have been fairly well recognised. You know, mm. so his uh, his background has been you know, he's an exercise physiologist. You know, he's, he has a clinic in. Newcastle, he has he's he's been running that for the last um, two to five years, and um, so he's a person who brings the sort of the the medical, you know, knowledge, so to speak. Yeah.
0: So, so are patients actually using um, your device service, um, or and have you seen any positive? Impacts from from people actually using it.
1: Yeah, so um, so currently most of our clients uh, are essentially um, Rowan's uh, clients because, as I say, like he's um, yeah. he runs his clinic, so he's he's our testing bed for the tech. Uh, so it's yeah. good to have. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of the clients we see, um, you know, they they uh, we call them, and this is one of the terms um, Rowan's kind of a phrase is if we call them medical orphans. Right. Or why that is because. Um, just going back to the problem I described with the stroke rehab is, mm. you know, a lot of these people who've, who've had a brain injury for a number of years and they've gone through this, this traditional practice of um, rehabilitation mm. and they haven't had the results they ever, they wanted and they have not been able to gain regain independence. Mm. Um, so they come to us as the last resort. They, they you know, they see Rose work on TV or they might have seen him in newspaper or something and they will come come to Roe and... So, well, can you can you help us? And that's 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 a good advantage for us. So we can we can straight away put our tech into um, into practice. And the some of the positive health impacts we see, there's a number of them. Obviously, um, the 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 first one that becomes really obvious when you put people into VR is how much more engaged and motivated they are. Right. So first thing you see is, you know, I'll give you an example. Is one of the one of our clients. Um, she's um, she had a stroke at 34. And, you know, she comes into the clinic on a wheelchair. And I have personally seen it. It's, just, although it's hard to believe. Mm. I've seen her. Uh, we've put on the headset and she's, you know, say, we, we said to her, Kimberly, can you, you know, practice this task in VR? And she can do so much more in VR
0: hmm.
1: as compared to what she can do in real life. Wow. And she doesn't know that she has this ability.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's the impact of VR. You put people in VR and straight away you see a noticeable difference in, mm-hmm. you know, their capabilities.
0: Hmm. Um. So so then more broadly then how how do you see uh, v r or, or or generally the the problems that you see you know that the, the patients are facing particularly in the rehab space b- being solved using technology how can how can technology facilitate better patient outcomes in your opinion
1: um I think technology um, when you look at the overall impact of technology why and the role technology plays it's it's, it's about adoption and I think there's a, there's a number of reasons why there's you know there's no shortage of innovation in this country and you see a lot of really good ideas and startups but the problem vast majority, including ourselves uh, faces is, is adoption you mm-hmm. know so um, so it's about having a solution that's easy to use mm. and you've uh, you've tested it that it's it's a good product market fit and mm. it's you know it's um, it's accessible mm. it's it's solving a real problem so I think that's where technology can, you know, it's, at least in our, in you know, sort of our practice, we we tend to get to our customers as quickly as possible. We have been, you know, just because of the the advantage we have in terms of having one of the co-founders being a, a person who works in the industry, we can test our product really quickly and understand what uh, you know foreseeable challenges we might face. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so it's it, that's the key. You know?
0: mm-hmm. So. I saw as well. You, you, you've broken into Asia as well, or you had a bit of a, a experience there. Tell us a little bit more about.
1: Yeah, so uh, the first foray into Asia was um, was Taiwan. So this this is probably I'm looking at middle of last year. So we were selected for this. Um, is it, Taiwan is a is a very interesting country. Is it's, you know a lot of people don't pay attention to. They are sort of vastly considered to be part of China, but you know it has a very good startup ecosystem. Great. And they have great support, like government incentives to help overseas startups come to Taiwan and do business. Uh, so they had this um, a program called Global Startup Talents, and they invited 25 startups from across the world to, for a two-week immersion trip. Hmm. You know, all expenses paid. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, had, you had me all there. All this helps. <laughs> Um, and then just just um, like a really good two week program immersion program, mm. they will you know they'll tear they um, they got us to attend a big um, startup expo, so just to get an exposure of you know what kind of um, you know startup uh, companies that exist in Taiwan and what support they have, and they set up one on one meetings with you know the government departments, you know businesses. Mm. Mm and you know other sort of uh, technology providers to see how we can do business with them mm-hmm. so that was you know that was kind of the first foray and since then uh so we've uh, one of the successful outcomes from that trip was um we signed up uh, taipei medical university hospital as one of our first pre-commercial um, trial partners so they're there, you know we met them on the first i met them on the first trip and they were really interested in you know the use of what we were doing and use of VR for mm. rehabilitation. And on the so we went for a second trip subsequently to attend another expo or, or medical conference. And so we had the kind of pleasure of visiting the rehab teams in you know one of the big hospitals in Taiwan. It was just just incredible to see the volume as compared to, you know, they were going through probably about three hundred patients a day, you wow. know, easily through the through the and just compare that to. You know, somewhere like Australia, where you might, you know, might see like ten, fifteen, a mm. standard size clinic, you might see ten patients a day. Yeah. So the volume was significant. You know.
0: Wow. Um. So is is the use of VR in in health or in in rehab generally bigger in other parts of the world? Have you found, or is it that where it's not really a a thing? Or
1: um, I think I would say the um, I, I could probably draw comparisons between working, obviously, we're, uh, you know, dealing with the stakeholders in the Australian sort of medicine, medic- uh, the health system, mm. there seems to be, definitely seems to be more skepticism mm. around sort of new technologies and technologies in in, in rehabilitation. But mm. you compare that to places like Taiwan,
0: mm.
1: people are generally more aware of the new tech. Yeah. You know, they tend to be more accepting and no. the, the barriers to entry are, are smaller, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's, that's one of the key differences I've seen, you know. Mm.
0: L- looking to go anywhere else globally in the, the coming years? Or? Yeah.
1: So uh, so recently we've um, we're lucky enough to get accepted into the um, so the New South Wales government has just launched the um, the Access India program oh. where they in you know take um, six Australian startups to on an immersion twelve. Uh, so this is a fairly extensive program. So this this runs for about twelve months. Wow. So it's a, it's almost like an accelerator program. Yeah. So you uh, you make four trips to India. To explore business opportunities, and um, you, you know, it's it's you, know, you do sort of immersion for a week, and you set up business partnerships. Mm. So we were accepted into that um, sort of late last year. So we did the first trip, and on the first trip, we sort of did some verbal agreements with three of the the big private hospitals in in cool. India as well to you know come on board as uh, sort of trial partners. Yeah, yeah. So that's another sort of country we're looking at. Um, but generally speaking, I think. Um, I would say our focus would be Asia first. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, just in terms of health tech, uh, there's a trend that for Australian startups tend to go to the US first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we sort of breaking that trend a little bit. We find that Asia has has a much better, better opportunity. The barriers to entry are much uh, much less, mm. uh, both in terms of acceptance and regulatory uh, environment. So we feel like that's that's a good fit for us. You know, there's
0: such big barriers normally too. So um, that's that sounds like a, a sensible approach i yeah. m- wish you the best of luck with that Thank um you. Uh, so you know we t- you talked a little bit about the the stuff you do outside of health as well there was, and so you've got some impressive projects uh, that you've done tell us a bit more about about some more of those they're not they're not strictly rela- well they're not related to health but they're they're interesting nonetheless um yes uh, the this, this darwin project sounded pretty
1: Pretty cool. Sure. Yeah, I'd love to um, talk about uh, that project. I mean, it was you know it was um, so essentially the project was the Northern Territory Government and Royal, I think it was the Royal Australian um, Doctors Flying doctor Service. Mm-hmm. Um, I might have got the RFDS. the words. yeah, Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so they were the the clients. You know. So so this project was uh, commissioned to that the studio I used to work for in Walsh Bay, yeah. and. Um, so what they were looking to do is um, so they, they wanted to create a VR experience that could tie in with the 75th anniversary of the bombing of Darwin okay. by the Japanese okay. So they wanted to do this immersion immersive experience which um, which goes back you know, it's essentially recapturing the moments in history. Um, you know, there was very specific details, like there was the, um, the Royal Australian Navy um, ship called the um, Neptuna, I think, uh, from memory. Okay. It was, uh, so they, that ship was uh, completely destroyed in, in you know, one of the bombing raids. Mm. So we had to recreate, um, we actually flew to Darwin, took pictures of whatever, you know, anything that was still there in yeah. terms of, uh, you know, the historical records of, of that, you know, the bombing And um, the goal was to um, set up a permanent installation on the Darwin Wharf so people can actually go into this installation and, you know, put on their headsets, view this, essentially just, um, you know, kind of revisit that moment in history. So I think this is um, uh, 1942 from memory. I can't exactly remember, but Mm -hmm. it was around that time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the first raid happened about 9 a.m. So we actually, um, so we were quite, we had to be ha- historically quite accurate. We had to check the, you know, the, the environment looked realistic yeah. in that, yeah. you know, the sun was in the right position, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> things well, like that. Yeah, the little things. Yeah, yeah, so we did a fair bit of, uh, I think it was like probably about two months of uh, just research and development, understanding the historical facts. And uh, the actual project took about three months to finish. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can, if you happen to be in Darwin, on the Darwin Wharf, I'm sure it's still there. Yeah, okay. I'll go and have a look. Wow,
0: it's so interesting. It's yeah. such an interesting space to be in. Um, look, is there anything else that you you um, wanted to share or, or things that that um, for people to find out more about Neuro What should they do?
1: Yeah, so uh, you know, come, um, um, you know, obviously go to our website and you know uh, support us. We have a Facebook page. Um, you know, like us, and we, we, you know, we have a strong belief that I think we we can change the. The rehabilitation landscape with this technology. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, we need your support. You know, if you if you, whether you if you're a person who may have gone through the, um, the journey of having a stroke or brain injury, you know contact us or if you're an investor, you know we're looking to raise funds to take our technology to commercialization. Mm-hmm. Uh, please contact us. And if, even if you're just curious to know more about us, please you know please um, contact us through the Facebook page or website or you know any other means.
0: Excellent. I'll, I'll share yeah. the details of those um, websites through the, the podcast, but' I'm sure we'll have to leave it there. Thank you so much for your time. All right thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Talking Health Tech. My name's Peter Birch. Go check out our socials, share the love, send me a note if you've got some feedback, or even if you know someone that might be awesome to have on the show in future. Look forward to chatting to you next time.